When we open this fruit of the Spirit, one of the things that we would find in there is love. Now, the Greek word uses the word agape. And the word agape, you know the Greek are rich in language. Their culture is so rich. Their philosophy is so rich. I actually have had the privilege of going to Athens in Greece. And one day when we were having dinner with one of these you know, pompous Greek guy who was also a scholar and as a person who is interested in Greek mythology and Greek philosophy. We had a discussion and he said, you know what, we have borrowed the English people 59,000 words into their dictionary that they don't have. So that's how rich the language is and therefore they have several ways that they use to define what love is. A story is told about a certain man who went into the street to become a beggar. He was a billionaire, as a matter of fact, and lied down, you know, dressed up like a beggar. And people just passed up through and no one checked on him. And eventually another guy came in and looked at this guy and then had a discussion with him. And this guy asked him the question, why did you stop and talk to me? And this is the reply of the guy who he had to stop. He said, because I have been in a situation like that. I mean, it's unfair that we should think that people should only display love when they've been there. Can we grow to learn that we can be able to display love even to people that we have never been in circumstances that are similar to them? Hello and welcome to Expansion Revolution Nagas. This is day two of our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit. We are arguing that it is important in the development of your spiritual life to develop the fruit. The gifts are good, we love them, we want them, but the fruit is more important and the fruit represents the character traits that were in Jesus or that are in Jesus. When we are able to exhibit such traits, the world will be changed. And I can tell you, we take away the scenario where we have Christians who love God, but have bad character and have bad attitude that affects their relationship with other people. And therefore, as part of our spiritual, spiritual growth, we need to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. So let's start with number one today, among the compartments that are found in this fruit. It is called love. So this is Galatians chapter number, number 5, verse number 22. So when we open this fruit of the Spirit, one of the things that we would find in there is love. Now, the Greek word uses the word agape. And the word agape, you know, the Greek are rich in language. Their culture is so rich. Their philosophy is so rich. I actually have had the privilege of going to Athens in Greece. And one day when we were having dinner with one of these you know, pompous Greek guy who was also a scholar and as a person who is interested in Greek mythology and Greek philosophy, we had a discussion and he said, you know what, we have borrowed the English people 59,000 words into their dictionary that they don't have. So that's how rich the language is. And therefore, they have several ways that they use to define what love is. The word here as it's used in its important etymology, it represents uh, what we call the love that is given to the, to the recipient based on the opinion of the provider of love. I'm going to explain that in simple language. So here's what agape means. Agape means the lover does not show the love according to how the loved 
perceives it to be shown, but he gives it to the one that receives the love based on the understanding of the need of the one who had to receive it. So, so, so the Greek word agape means benevolence, and this benevolence is being shown by not doing what he who is loved want, but by doing by what he who loves deems necessary for the one that loves. The best example of this is found in John chapter number 3, verse number 6. For God so loved the world, and when God loved the world, he didn't ask the world, what do you want? What do you think you need? What do you think is important to you? No, he gave us a perfect gift that in his own understanding of our human need, it was the most important one. I mean, if I was, if it was me and I was being told, do you love the world? I'd say yes and say, what do you want to give to the world? Money. Or other people would say, no, give us chocolates. Other people would say, oh, no, give us houses. Other people say, no, God recognized in his highest wisdom, our greatest need is the Son of God, the one who can deal with the guilt in our hearts and, and the regrets and the remorse and the pains in our souls because they are more important than all our physical needs and material needs that we may have. So that's what agape means. It means, can we love the way in which God loves? And, and, and I want to make a development on this story. So this understanding of this love has also now gotten into its important understanding that we understand the love of God as the unconditional love of God, which means it doesn't consider your condition in order for it to be shown to you or in order for you to receive it. Can you think about it for a while? What if we have majority of the people being able to demonstrate unconditional love to the people around them? That's why I love Jesus, because Jesus is aware of everything that happens in my life, but he still loves me. Majority of the people, when you have done something, they love you more. When you have not done something, they love you less. Their love factor in your life is dependent on what you do and on your behavior and sometimes on other things that they may be important to them. But when God says, I love you, he loves you irrespective of where you are, what you do, how far you have gone and so forth. He loves you as a being. Now, in our growth as believers, we need to be able to develop this unconditional love, learning to accept and tolerate people as they are and reducing or, or dealing away with the judgmental uh, mindset of, you know, sometimes looking at other people and prejudicing over them without understanding the effects of their life. Love requires us to be able to show and manifest and display to other people unconditional love, which means we don't judge them, but we show them their worth and their value where they are, as they are, and that's how Christ wants us to love. I can tell you, if we can change how we love people, if we can change how we treat people, you don't need to see what somebody else drives for you to respect them and for you to love them. You don't need to know who somebody is in order for you to show them respect and love. You don't need to know how much money somebody has in order for you to show them love. A story is told about a certain man who went into the street to become a beggar. He was a billionaire, as a matter of fact, and lied down, you know, dressed up like a beggar. And people just passed up through and no one checked on him. And eventually another guy came in and looked at this guy and then had a discussion with him. And this guy asked him the question, why did you stop and talk to me? And this is the reply of the guy who had to stop. He said, because I have been in a situation like that. I mean, it's unfair that we should think that people should only display love when they've been there. Can we grow to learn that we can be able to display love even to people that we have never been in circumstances that are similar to them? That's what we need in the modern world, showing love, respect, 
towards other people, consideration to other people, not treating people like boxes and objects that we pass by and we can't even give them attention. So in our walk, this, the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit is the spontaneous work of the Holy Spirit in us. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you is to give you the capacity to be able to accept people and love them without judging them. And I know sometimes it's hard as a parent to lend your children unconditional. You see them doing that, doing that, doing that. You label them and you have you, you reduce the type of attention and love you give to them. Maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your it's your colleague at work. It will be, would need the help of the Holy Spirit for us to love unconditionally. As human beings, we are conditional lovers. You do something for me, hey, chess, I love you. You are good. You do something, hey, now I feel like I should not love you the most. So in our process of desiring to be like Christ, God can help us to love without counting how many times do we benefit, but to love because we are benefiting other people. Can you find in your heart today, today, and let's say today, this is the assignment for today's discussion. Find somebody that you can show love and you know you are not benefiting in any other way. Call that person who, call, I don't know what you can do, whether you are calling, whether you are meeting somebody, whether you are going to meet somebody in the street, whether you are going to show whosoever you would meet today, but be intentional about letting people in your life and those that you don't know who are not in your life, that they matter and that you love them irrespective of what they do. Think about a small thing, small gestures, doesn't need to involve money that you can do to show people that it does not depend on what they do and how they show up and what they, how they look like they are important and they deserve your attention and your love. When you do that, you would attract more people to the love of God and they can look at your life and see the work of Christ in your life and love you and love your God. Let's show more love to the dying world. would we'll win more soul and help more people to believe in Jesus as we do. Thank you so much for joining me today. Share this video with your friends, especially those in the Christian faith, that they may know the need for us in this dying world to exhibit love than judgment. Let's see you next time.